0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Matt Geffen, um, who is a friend, a longtime friend of mine. Yep. Um, we helped to found NAEP together Nape. back in the day. I, I don't know if that acronym is still used. Is but that a thing? I think it might still be a thing, Northampton area young professionals, although it's not a thing. No, it's, it's not. New Hampshire yeah. area young professionals. Because I think
2: there was a merger with Amherst. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. we're I not. So. I'm not young anymore,
0: so I, I, mean, I can't. I don't think I'm involved. How old are you? I just turned 42 this year.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have to say. <laughs>
0: 42 is the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. The answer. Right. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> According yeah, okay. to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So enjoy it.
1: Well, Matt Wait,
0: yeah, that is that that's the number forty two is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. But nobody knows what the question is, so Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: What's the question?
0: I don't, you have, you have I don't. one year to figure it out. <laughs> saying, uh, it's, well,
1: It's yeah. it's like the more adult version of Saturn returns. Okay. Yeah. I
2: feel a lot of pressure right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well,
1: once <laughs> once you figure it out, let us know. Okay, please. Yeah.
2: But yes, yeah, so Nate, we were on the board together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that
1: was two thousand and seven, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pre-this.
2: Pre-this, yeah.
1: Pre-kids.
2: Pre-kids, yeah.
1: Pre-partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yep. Emerging did you, businesses. Did you work at Weber and Grinnell then? Nope.
2: I had just um, stopped working for ADP, which is a payroll company, um, and I was in the kind of transition phase of trying to figure out next moves and met Bill and kind of was forming that. And then in 2009, I joined uh, forces with Bill Grinnell at Weber and Grinnell. So, yeah, 2009.
1: That's cool. I didn't remember that you were at ADP.
2: ADP, Ceridian for a hot minute, which is like a national player in that space. ADP
1: is national, right? Yeah, Yeah. but
2: I did a more local kind of regional sales role there. Um, okay. And then I had a national role, which was not fun. And then came back and to be local, which was and, great.
1: And you got Grinnell.
2: I got Grinnell, that blue bonnet. <laughs> yeah, oh, that happens.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> at the I bonnet. love it.
2: And then forever we, after that, we had our weekly <laughs> lunch meeting at the bonnet.
1: Oh, the blue bonnet Shout out is to the bonnet. like. I mean, we our branch GSB. Our headquarters for Hampshire County right. is on King Street across from the right Blue Right So, yeah. there's been many happy meetings yeah. at Blue Bonnet. Yeah. Tara know. Brewster
0: wearing a blue bonnet today. <laughs> I was going to say, Lost it's, uh, on the radio list. Is this a part of this <laughs> whole 42 universe Just, thing? It's all making too much <laughs> sense. All the answers <laughs> are starting <laughs> to That's why all. I didn't smoke weed the whole year that I was 42. I didn't want things to make too much sense. Well, there, that, I missed that part of the memo on um, the you whole can wear turning this hat 42. If you want
1: today out in the world, I'll loan it to I you. I might
0: need it.
2: <laughs> It's a good look for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I do have to say that Bill Grinnell and I are also friends, and often I'll receive a text message from him about grabbing a milkshake at the yeah. Blue Bonnet. So that's kind of our jam too. That's it's his a, spot. Like meet up and just share a milkshake. And yeah, that's our breaking bread together. Yeah,
2: this is his second office is at the Bonnet.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good place to kind of slide into. That's nondescript. You're not going to see all the towny people that you see at Woodstar, or mm-hmm. Haymarket, or Share Coffee or whatever. You it's know. kind
2: of a throwback too, yeah. which is nice. Some old school diner food. And oh, so good! Off you go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like the, there's the bar in the back for like the like extra yeah. secret like. Well, if, not if the meeting you know if it runs
2: long and bleeds into the afternoon, and you need a, you need a cocktail, you can you can hit that too. So.
1: <laughs> it's walking distance yeah. from. Weber and Grinnell, which is right on the corner, the iconic yeah. corner of King and North King, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and it used to be an ice cream factory. Did you know that? No. It was a seal test ice cream factory, and it was also called Flavorland at one point. Wow. Did you know that?
1: Flavorland ice cream?
2: So there was, I don't know the whole history exact, but I do know that at one point that front that hosts the radio station where... Um, that like glass in piece was like an open air hamburger ice cream kind of spot called Flavorland. So till the yeah. blue bonnet put him out of business. Yep. Right out of business. <laughs> yeah. So there's some WG history for you in yeah, terms of location. That's amazing. Yeah. Flavorland.
1: Yeah, I I did not know about yeah. Flavorland.
2: Yeah, yeah, check out pictures are in our office, I think. And so
1: and so what radio station is in the front? Is it W E I B one hundred six I was gonna say E-E-B, W-E-B. Uh, W-E-B.
0: I forget what it is. Three. It's jazz.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. that jazzy. woman cutting. Carol. Carol. Carol cutting. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. She's been there for for a long time. Yeah. 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 Very powerful radio station. You can hear it all over the valley, and, uh, and it's a great jazz.
1: Yeah, she Good was featured in Northampton Living a little while ago, I believe, and there was a great article about yeah. just her perseverance and wanting to start the station and how she did it. Yeah.
0: Despite every major radio group wanting to buy her out yeah. all the time. All the time. Including this one. Full disclosure. No. Not me personally, but uh, corporate overlords in Gross Point, Michigan. <laughs> corporate <laughs> overlords. I love that.
1: I'm so glad they let us do the things that we do. Yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
1: So, Matt, are you from these parts?
2: Yeah, I'm from Southampton. Born and raised. Still live there now um, with our family. And uh, yeah, I never. Tamara, yeah, she's a teacher in East Hampton at Mountain View School.
1: How's that school?
2: Uh, it's great. I mean, it's a brand new school, yeah. right? And East Hampton's hot, so um, it's a it's a really nice, it's a great place for her to work. And so great, you know, great teachers, great students, really diverse. So it's it's awesome.
1: And are your kids there? Or have they? Nope, they're at Norris aged? in Southampton.
2: Okay. And actually, Brady is at the regional. So this is yeah, seventh grade, <laughs> junior high, six thirty a.m. bus, drama. You know That's the whole early. thing. That's early. Six thirty, yeah.
1: Is it because? It just takes so long to He's get there. The and they're first picking to get picked up. Regional up and yeah, kids. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, and up to West
0: Hampton he goes. Dang. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we can barely get the kids out on the bus at 7.30. Yeah. Tara yeah. can't
0: even show up on time for her <laughs> recordings for these. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, Monty, but, you know. I was.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm usually only a few
2: minutes. There was an issue with the doorbell yeah. to her defense. I was okay. standing there. There was I a doorbell standing standing
1: issue. right? Yeah. And Dan, Dan will attest. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah. like, how long were you out there for? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just stand there ringing yeah. the doorbell.
2: All of the minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All I was of late. the
1: minutes that I was late. <laughs> yeah. All four for five <laughs> However
2: those were, how many there were. You win uh, this <laughs> round,
0: Tara <laughs> Brewster. <terrible,
1: sir.
2: laughs> it's that bonnet.
1: Oh, it's the bonnet.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's at the regional. We're in Southampton, you know, both Western Mass. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, I love being here. It's yeah. great.
1: Good. Yeah.
2: And it's nice to be a part of the, you know, the local fabric, the business community. It's it's great. I love the valley.
1: Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, kind of insurance. How you <laughs> landed at Weber and Grinnell. You know, you we well. It was the bonnet meeting you. with Bill, right? right? Yeah. But
2: but it was more. You know, I wanted to. Uh, again, I was ra- born here, raised here, I worked for you know Fortune 500 national companies, and that that track puts you corporate somewhere, right? Not here. Um, You know, both were domiciled somewhere else. So I wanted to get back into the local business community. Bill wanted to grow his agency. And so it was a really nice fit. I've always had a background in business development and sales and leading sales teams and training salespeople. And so it was just a really nice fit back in 2009 for him to grow that commercial side of our business. And so so that's what you know, kind of brought me back. And then it was also the, you know, again, wanting to be a part of the local business community of where I grew up. Um, it's really fulfilling when you can give back in that way and work with people that you live next to. So, so that part's cool.
1: And so what's your title at Weber and Grinnell? What are you, what are you doing?
2: Partner, vice president, whatever you want to call me. But I do, I run the commercial side of that, you know, that house with Jenna Duvall, who's also a a, a local Northampton resident. Um, Shout out to Jenna.
1: Yeah, Uh, I can't, I always just want to call her Jenna (laughs) Benedizek.
2: Is that her maiden name? (laughs) I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah. I know I'm people that sure. call you Tara
2: Tatro to this day. <laughs> I, I still have her in my phone as Tara Tatro. <laughs> Full disclosure. I still
1: have a Hotmail email, which is my personal email. That's taratetro at hotmail.com. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so, so
2: we, we do work with businesses all over Western Mass. I mean, we, we actually reach out as far as, um, you know, Cape and Islands, up into Maine, New Hampshire. I mean, we actually, our commercial businesses expanded significantly over the years. And it's, so it's, it's you know, kind of this New England region, but mostly here in the Valley, up and down 91. Um, and then we've got our personal business that's really just all here in the Valley, home and auto for for residents of, you know, of the 413.
1: And so it's Weber and Grinnell yeah. um, at 8 North King. Yeah, and then and Ross then,
2: Weber and Grinnell down in Holyoke. Um, the and Rosses. that's at the
1: Venture X yeah. building, right? Yep. Yep. We had Ned on the show. Yeah, who I love. Cool. I love that Ventrix
2: <clears throat> yeah. space. It's a. Gr- oh my God, we love that space. I
1: don't want an office, but if I wanted an office, I would want an office yeah. in Ventrix.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's great being there. Um, he's done such a nice job with that building. We love being a part of that. So um, yeah, but yeah, that was the Ross's business that was in Holyoke forever, multiple generations. And when Kevin was looking to retire, um, we merged the the operations down in Holyoke, and um, it's been just a great fit. Awesome team. The whole team came over and and we do you know we work with them. So yeah, nice. So
1: just those two locations.
2: Those two locations. Most everybody is in the office, but we have some remote workers. Um, but you know, most everyone is in one of those offices.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I like it. You do. It's, it's manageable. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Two two seems good. Hamden. Two County, seems
2: good. Yeah. Hampshire County. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah they're nicely aligned geographically, and you know. Um, yeah, and it's it's a good mix. So
1: good. Yeah. Well, we're already at our first break. We have a break, so we need to do that. We get breaks. Wow. I yeah. you know try not to work everyone we're too hard. Milkshake to, at the to, blue to, Bonnet yeah, exactly. The right. we're off to the blue Bonnet. We, we have be to back, text Bill to bring us some milkshakes uh, during the break. He'd be like, "What are you doing with Matt? Uh, <laughs> Where are you? In what flavor?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with my good friend. Uh, business developer, partner at Weber and Grinnell, Matt Geffen, and we'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm joined today by Matt Geffen of Weber and Grinnell Insurance. We're talking about sort of his foundation and Weber and Grinnell as a landmark and as a local insurer, uh, regional insurer. Um, And so, Matt, you said you're in charge of the commercial team. What does that mean? How big is it? What do you do? You know, Mm. what is your driving principles, your guiding light? Yeah, I mean,
2: so... Commercial insurance is business to business, right? So that's us working with business owners of varying sizes, different industries, um, you know, all, again, all throughout Western Mass for the most part. Um, And, you know, our team is probably 20 to 25 people. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's shocking. Well, we have 50 employees um, and, you know, our business is made up of, you know, commercial insurance, personal insurance and employee benefits.
1: But there's twenty-five on the commercial team. Yeah,
2: there'd probably be twenty to twenty-five. Again, those numbers could be plus or minus. I'm just trying to think. But um
1: are a lot of them back of the house. Yeah, that so you've got, I might not see you, on the front lines. Yeah.
2: So like you've got your outside brokers, you know, who in our business are called producers. They produce the business, right? And they go out and work <laughs> with folks. And so you've got a handful of us that do that, and then you've got our whole, you know, staff internally that manage the accounts, right? Work with people day to day. Someone's buying a building, someone's buying a vehicle, they're working with them to do that. And then our role is more strategically looking at someone's business, identifying risks, and understanding what those exposures look like and how you risk transfer that away with insurance. And that's really the principle of insurance, right? Where we own a home, if the home burns down, I'm going to transfer the risk of that to an insurance company and pay them a premium to do that. And so we that's the basic foundation of insurance, right? I don't I can't afford to take on that risk myself, so I buy insurance to take that risk on for me, right? And so we do that at various levels, whether it's someone's home, their auto, or you know, a multi-million dollar business doing whatever. So it's it's, so, it, there's a lot to that.
1: So you have your calculators, your risk assessors internally. Are they a part of the back of the house team, or are they yeah, more so part we, of strategic Yeah, so we management? don't.
2: It, we're brokers, right? We are the advocate and the 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 um, advisors to our clients. We don't do any underwriting. We don't do any rating. We don't set the price. We don't set the terms. That's all done by our company partners, right? And so we're, when you think of a, you know, a lot of people say, well, my insurance company is Weber and Grinnell. No, actually, it's not, right? We're just a broker. We're here to help you find the insurance company to work with based on your risk profile. And it's a common, I think, misconception with clients is that, oh, my insurance company is Whalen or Fink or Weber, right? It's it's not. There we're we're your partners and we're helping you to find that insurance, but we really don't do any of the actual insuring. So
1: and so when you try to get quotes, are you getting quotes from the same pool that's a trusted pool for you? Or are you just sort of sending it out to
2: all of the all of of the above. Yeah, I mean insurers. So we all have contracts with insurance companies, and those contracts I mean, some of them are very old. I mean, we have some contracts that probably go back 100 years, um, you know, with local mutual insurance companies in New England. So, um, yeah, we, we work with a pool of insurance companies, and, and most of them in this area are similar, whether you go to us or someone else. Some might be different. I might have one carrier that someone else doesn't. But for the most part, we go to that pool of carriers. We present them with the risk. Hey, here's what it is and we look for pricing from them. And then we negotiate the pricing, maybe we get a few quotes, we go back and forth with a few of them, try and get the lowest quote for the best terms, and then present that to the insured. And that's the basic concept, right, is we're trying to find great pricing, but at the same time, we want to find great coverage, right? Um, that's really important too. So, And so we're doing that on the home and auto side and our personal insurance. We're doing that on the employee benefit side for health insurance and group you know, vision and dental and all that stuff. And then. Certainly, on the commercial side, we're doing that, and and there's tons of different policies that we do that for on the business side, um, because business risk is really complicated. Businesses are all unique, you know, even though they might be similar from an industry standpoint, they might have different, you know, ways they manage their business and different exposures, and and so that's going to create different underwriting and different pricing and coverages that you can get, and so it's really. Um, it's really complicated when it gets to the business side.
1: And so are you looking for more assets? Are you looking for like less less of a risk for better pricing? Is that similar to like say when you go to get a loan? Sometimes there's different pricing there if yeah. you, you know have more you know, to bring to the table.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mean in terms of like the size of the business, economies of scale. Yeah. can you get different pricing? Yeah, yeah like, for sure. I know
1: that it's such a it's such a game. Like, I don't yeah. want to call it a game, yeah. but I feel like everyone, when they go to buy insurance to mitigate yeah. their risk, you know, they always want to call a couple of companies yeah. or they always want to to negotiate. Like, it's almost like it's a little bit. Car dealership. Yeah, I mean, in know way I you know, want to call you car dealers.
2: No, but it's it, so the Not thing is, is anything just, wrong with
1: car dealers? No, we love car <laughs> it's dealers. Like, in fact, poor car salesman.
2: Like, yeah, no, they're the yeah. best. Um, but the no, it's you want to pick your broker first, right? You want to have a good relationship with the person that's advising you. I always say that's the number one thing. When I talk to new clients, it's you know why are we talking? Do you you know because if, if there's an issue with your broker, that's that's that's. Oftentimes the issue, because they can then shop for you for the different pricing, right? Um, So that's number one. And then I think you know you had a question about economies of scale, right? And and so certainly there is that. If I have fifty buildings, I can probably get a lower price per building because my spread of risk is much greater as an underwriter versus one building, right? And so that one building, the pricing is going to be very similar company to company. But if I have fifty buildings. That pricing could be very different, right because again an underwriter could see that as an opportunity and provide some economies of scale there so it's there is some of that um, and again, but you know people listening should think about do I have a good broker relationship first and do I trust that they are out there shopping for best coverage best price because most brokers have access to tons of companies um, and then from there if they don't like that company then they should tell their broker, hey, I don't like my company, switch me right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's it's it's just important that people realize that the broker is there and advocating for the customer.
1: Well, and I think I love that point because in in my line of work and what I do as a community pollinator as a representative a community
0: pollinator. I'm still like a to, bee. Yeah, she collects and then she throws out pollen, up, pollen, know, honey, and then oh, disperses it. Disgusting. Oh, disgusting! I've watched her throw up <laughs> honey. <laughs> Let, you yeah. that's well, that's I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> B, uh, no, bonnet,
2: yes.
1: honey,
0: uh, the uh, universe, mean, bonnet honey the universe
2: this is see 42. See, 42 42 is making so much more sense now don't smoke weed <laughs> or do <laughs>
1: um Anyways. As a community pollinator. Yeah, so I would love to get that on my business card. I haven't yet. Community pollinator, yeah. um, You know, in banking, in community banking and stock banking, period, you know, you have a lot of choices. Yeah. But you need to form a relationship so that you know that no matter what, the bank has your back. The yeah. organization has your back. You can call this person. You can text this person. You can reach them on the weekends. You know, it's like, what is that worth to you? Yeah. Um, that's the value of an independent agent, right?
2: Right. It's, it's the relationship. This is a relationship business. I mean, that what we do is, you know, we're we're understanding someone's livelihood, their business, and um, and that's that's pretty personal. Um, and so that relationship built on trust is really important and. They should have your back, right? And so they need, but they need to know you in order to have your back, right? And so that's the relationship piece is super important. I think that's business in general, right? I mean, it's all about the relationships that we have.
1: I don't know. A lot of people, I mean, maybe half, maybe a quarter, you know, do are motivated based on rate, based on financials, based on, you know, not necessarily the relationship first. I mean, or else they wouldn't still be with like a larger institution, financial institution, in, in my line of work, like a Bank of America or like same. a M&T or, you know, it's like, oh, you're yeah. with them? Okay. It's I mean, the, It's
2: the same, right? Progressive and Geico. Yep. You know, you're inundated. You watch a football game on a, on a Sunday and there's a hundred insurance commercials, right? And so there's a lot of there's a lot of choice there for someone and those are less personal relationships, but...
1: Yeah, and and they do have personal branches, so I'm I'm not saying that, but definitely like going down the line of like, okay, this matters. Like how much does it matter? Where is the needle really going to meet the... The road. Well, but that, are
0: progressive and Geico, are they brokers too? Or are they the going direct no, to the insurance company? I mean, they're company? direct, they are
2: the insurance company. Right. That's a direct writer. Yeah. So that's a much different dynamic, in my opinion, right? I mean, how can they be motivated for you, the customer, if they're the company and the advisor, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's different. But again, that's a price motivation oftentimes. Um, you know, the other side to our coin as a local broker is is we have people that live and work here, right? And we're supporting the local economy. And I think that's a big difference when you look at, should I pick a local broker to work with or a national company? I might pay a little bit more, right, if if that's, you know, I mean, not always, but you might. But we have 50 people that live and work here that, you know, shop here, eat at the restaurants here and, you know, support nonprofits. And so I think that's a huge deal, too. Yeah, that's thank it. you
1: to Weber and Now for sponsoring the Hampshire Regional YMCA Golf Tournament last yeah. Friday. That was nice. I well, plus
0: if you go to like Geico, you know, you get whatever Geico gives you as a rate. And yeah. ostensibly, if we go to Weber and Grinnell, you can say, I've got relationships with 50 yeah. or whatever insurance companies. Right. And here's what I've cobbled together for you. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, and that's that's a big difference. Um. So, yeah. Great. It's just like you can go to listen to your own Spotify playlist and they will recommend what you want. Or you can listen to your local radio DJ who's yeah. selecting a musical... Cornucopia for you. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go. Round two. Ding, ding, ding. We've done it. Wow. That was fast. (laughs) So, you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm joined today with my friend Matt Geffen from Weber Grinnell. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Matt Geffen of Weber and Grinnell Insurance, who has offices on North King in Mm -hmm. Northampton and also on Lower Westfield Road. Industrial Lower Westfield Road. Thank you. I was like the mall. Venture X. Right by the mall, Venture X. Yeah. Good old Ned. Um, So, Matt, you know, you're saying, you're talking a little bit about um, risk assessment Mm -hmm. and why. Um, have a relationship with a local yeah. um, insurance broker. And so can you talk a little bit about kind of where that commercial converse, where those commercial conversations are right now yeah. coming out of COVID going into possibly a recession? Um,
2: yeah, we could talk about kind of the global view from a market standpoint. And I think, you know, COVID certainly had an impact Um but more so, I think you have to look at it um, from a, you know, the market itself was has been impacted for years for on various different levels, right? And so you look at, from first of all, property, property insurance. It's been impacted by, you know, climate change. Insurance companies are really hyper aware of it and sensitive to it and planning and trying to figure out what to do about these storms. You know, we just had Hurricane... Ian, right? yes,
1: which is so funny because Ian, who you know, Nape. my coworker, um, Ian Vukovic, who works at Greenfield Savings Bank, the one before the tropical storm was mm-hmm. Fiona, yeah. who was his dog. Oh and God. then the next one was Ian, so he's like having a moment.
2: Um, my mind that. is starting yeah. to. Yeah. forty-two.
1: <laughs> my mind is
2: blown right now.
1: But my question in regards to so much to, interweaving to, of the stellar to climate um, is: Are my question about that is: Are they redrawing maps about risk? Like, are there maps out there that these I mean, I insurance just, companies have that say, "Oh, you're in a you're in a red zone. You're in a blue zone. That means you I, know you're."
2: I don't know about I. I don't know that about that. But what I can tell tell you is, is insurance companies, the, the size of claims has gotten bigger. So inflation has played a role in that. But also just again, these severe weather events, the freeze up in Texas that we had, the fires in California, hurricanes, tropical storms, flooding, all these things that are happening that are causing major property loss are are really having an impact on insurance companies who are trying to get customers lower rates, right? So they're maybe potentially bringing in less money on a house to try and get the business, but paying out more on the claim side. And so it's skewing their loss ratios, their combined ratios and their performance. And so what we're seeing is, especially on the property side, a hardening of that insurance market. And it's really been hard now for the last few years. Again, inflation has had a lot to do with that. They you know, we insured a home for a half a million dollars five years ago, but to reconstruct it today, post COVID, increased inflation, it's seven hundred thousand dollars. So we were collecting premium on a half a million; we paid out seven hundred thousand, right? And so those dynamics in the market played out on a macro level. You know, cause a lot of disruption. A lot of um, you know, companies are looking at that and saying, "Okay, we got to." Increase the value of the properties in the way we insure them, which means more premium, right? Cause if I was insuring something for half a million and now I'm being told to insure it for seven fifty, I have to pay more premium for that. Um, so there's so there's some dynamics at play from just a pure inflation and econ- economic standpoint. And then again, like I said, the climate, right? You know, what's Horrible what we're learning about the Florida loss is that a lot of those inland homes that didn't need to carry flood insurance didn't carry flood insurance, and those were flooding events. So, that's you know how that plays out, and what happens there
0: is going to be uh really interesting. It's uh, also mind-boggling that the ostensibly more business-minded side of the aisle does not want to do anything about or even believe that this is happening. Yeah, meanwhile, an entire industry that's just one of many is planning ahead because they know it's happening and are having to deal with these issues in real time. I mean, I think we're seeing it, right? I mean, it's not like, uh, is it going to happen? It's happening. Talk to the farming industry. There's no argument there. You know what I mean? and and Talk to someone in California, right? Right. I mean, like... (laughs) But
1: still the denial continues. I mean, not just in this conversation and other conversations where the truth has been revealed and yet...
2: It, yeah, and it's still it,
1: having a hard time. So with it's that. having
2: an impact on rate, right? That's going to, it's going to have an impact there. And we're seeing it on the commercial side, less so on the home side. Um, but it'll happen. I mean, people, you know, the, every year your, the insurance goes up a little bit. doesn't ever go down. Um, and it's because they're, they're keeping up with these, you know, things and trying to fund for those future losses. I so mean, that's are you what it's really all about.
1: Jump is going to happen. It's soon. happening. It's already happening, it's already
2: especially happening. on the commercial side. Where we've been seeing it now for the last few years. You know, it's a hard insurance market means that premiums are up, capacity is down, meaning there's less capacity to give out in terms of limits and in terms. So if I needed to carry 10 million in limits, it's harder to get that now. Um,
1: and limit is like a ceiling that you can possibly like, get if it was a total loss.
2: Or well, yeah, or even on the general liability on the liability side, right? You may want to buy twenty million dollars worth of coverage for your business, but you might not be able to get that. You might only get ten million because the companies are only going to put out so much capacity, so much limit to an insurance uh, to an insured. So risk. So yeah, the amount. Yeah. yeah. So it, and again, you, were, you know, we're going deep, right? Um, but it's, it's, right. it's we it's, can
1: handle it. Yeah.
2: I, I, well, we're we're for, I'm 42. We I can want to hear yeah. we're underwater because of global warming. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it means all of these things are being looked at, right? And and so it's going to be contemplated in rate in the way people underwrite the terms they'll provide to an in, to an insured. And you know, and and then you have to look at the insured, right? Like, so now I want to buy insurance. Maybe I have a risky business, like you know, and um, you know, maybe maybe I'm a large trucking company, and there's a lot of risk and exposure there. Big trucks on the road. I I might have to do different things now to get the insurance I need and to qualify, putting up air quotes, to get that insurance coverage. You know, 10 years ago, I could have bought a policy no problem and had no controls around my risk management, meaning I didn't really do much from a training standpoint or I didn't put cameras in my trucks. But now, as a trucking company, to buy insurance, I need to do a lot of things to prove I'm a good risk. And so that has really upped the game um, for businesses. So
1: I'm just laughing because I feel like I have to prove I'm a good risk every day. Well, yeah, that's
2: diff- that's a different type of risk. So. You're a pollinator. You could sting <laughs> someone. Yeah. So it's it's just the, the markets in the la- you know the market has changed a lot and and uh, so h- businesses need to be aware of that. It's you know especially if they have a higher risk type of business.
1: So I want to ask, yeah, what is a high-risk business? Like when I walk in and I say I'm a pot dealer or I'm a trucker or whatever, yeah. like you're gonna go, oh boy.
0: Yeah, can you sure pot
1: dealers in Massachusetts?
0: Sure can. Oh, okay, sure
1: can. <laughs> Do you know Charlotte Cathro? I don't. Oh, need to introduce you. She's the CPA to the marijuana industry.
0: Oh, cool. You can team up, yeah. But not not while you're 42. Wait till after. Yeah, yeah I'll wait. I'll wait on that.
1: <laughs> you don't want to add too much to your. Plate. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm getting a little stressed. She's awesome. I'm not lie to you. Um,
2: no, it, I mean it, it depends. But I mean the the simple way to think about it is is can I cause major problems if something goes wrong in my business? So again, I'll use the truck. I don't mean to pick on truckers or trucking companies, but. When I drive an 80,000 pound vehicle honk, 70 miles an hour honk. down the highway, bad stuff can happen if something goes wrong. Yeah, and right? you're like
1: looking for kids that are doing it, this. It, yeah, and- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My kids do that kind of stuff. Yeah. The I, universal I, honk your horn symbol is what Tanner I mean, was doing on the radio <laughs> silently. If we're all going to be honest with each other, I might do that a little bit. So too. do I. Yeah. I At least have that. kids to encourage to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. yeah. So,
2: like that, you know, you got to think about it from that standpoint. I mean, because again, from a liability perspective, we're insuring a business for property damage. Or bodily injury as a result of their business, what they do, you know. So an office risk, not a lot of, not a lot can go wrong there, you know. But um, a trucking company, again, sorry truckers, but that can cause a lot of property damage and a lot of bodily injury. And so an underwriter is going to look really closely at how are we, how are we managing that risk? How do you hire your drivers? How do you screen your drivers? How do you train them? Do you have cameras in the truck? Um, You know, do you follow DOT regulations? All the things kind of about the person's business to prove that they are um, thoughtful about the public and um, being a responsible business owner. And so an underwriter is going to look at that and say, okay, great risk. I want to write that risk. I'm going to price it accordingly. The person that's doing nothing is going to get priced much differently, right? And so that's the basics of risk management is – you know, we got to control the things we can control and be thoughtful about that because otherwise that's negligent on my part. And, and then we underwrite against that. So how's He's that? Really we here. are nerding yeah. out on insurance right now. I love, right it. Now. I love it. Thank out. you.
1: This is so good. <laughs> Matt Brewster will be so happy when I come home <laughs> with all this knowledge. I be like, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> All right. Um, I know where I've been. Well, I know I know where we need to go. We, we need gotta to go. take another break. Um, it's almost the final countdown, but you've been listening to Tara Brewster on the Western Mass Business Show and my good friend Matt Geffen of Weber & Grinnell Insurance, um, which is also Ross...
2: Weber & Grinnell. Weber & Grinnell. Ross. In
1: right. um, we'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster. W-H-M-P.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Matt Geffen of Weber & Grinnell Insurance. And we've been having a really deep dive on deep. insurance and how and why to pick a local insurance company. Broker. Broker, broker not insurance company. Right. Middleman.
0: We are front man company.
1: Frontman. Yeah.
0: They probably don't like middleman. Person.
1: Yeah, well, fine. I mean, but I think that what you were talking about, the larger insurance companies, that might be why you sometimes see, quote unquote, better pricing, because there's not that broker, right? Because yeah. they're doing all of it themselves, so yep. they can price it differently than if. Totally. Yeah. You can yeah, call them
0: Everest by yourself, but you're better off with a Sherpa. Yeah. So you need an in Sherpa. Oh wow! <laughs> How about it? That, um, wow!
1: You, you still, just
0: nailed that.
1: Too. I totally did. Yeah. So, have you ever seen their ads? Seriously, though, their print ads. Well,
2: now I need a Sherpa ad. Um, yeah. No. In they Sherpa, have the
1: best campaigns. Do you still use the same? You know, we're we haven't done it
2: in a while. Bill, first of all, shout out to Bill Grinnell. He came up with pretty much all of those. No. I swear to God.
1: They have the best like on-site.
2: We'll like go on site. And we had we were in, we were like in hair we're nets at a, a candy oh factory oh God, one time, best. puzzle factories. I know. Nice. Yeah. They were they're good. So but good. now we need to be on a mountainside.
0: In chirpas. As in chirpas. Oh my God. I kind of love
1: it. <laughs> <I'm picturing laughs> so, like so much firing through like my brain right now. Peruvian, <laughs> Incan. Yeah. I, you don't want to like, culturally misappropriate. No, just go to Mount just,
0: Tom, <laughs> wear business suits. Anyway, I love it. I, I, I love was it
1: seeing some native dress, but that's okay. It's yeah, don't do it. I will <laughs>
0: advise you strongly, okay. do not do it. Zero <laughs> ad at this point. So,
1: Are you still with Darby? Do you still use Darby? Gainer? Gainer Darby? Yeah. Love yeah I Gainer. I love their um, advertising agency. Do you read agency. his weekly email? I do. Yep. Keep your dukes up. Keep
2: your dukes up.
1: So Darby O'Brien is a advertising agency in Mm -hmm. South Hadley and his son Gainer who actually got his wedding suit at, Jackson and Connor.
2: A shout out to Jackson yeah. and Connor. But
1: love, 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 love those two. Yeah, they're and great. Love Very their, creative. They're creative.
2: Concepts. They're awesome. They come up with push, really cool push campaigns. The yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's that. It's always been them. So,
1: so speaking of digital, digital campaigns, campaigns.
2: Yeah, you want to go
1: cyber? We should can talk. to talk cyber? Can you take cyber? us into the galaxy? It's
2: kind of the new frontier of insurance not new, I guess it's been around for a long time, but it's still
1: the newest.
2: Well, I think it's just people, there's a lot of awareness now around it because of, you know, all of the issues people have had, um, with cyber attacks. And, um, and so there's just been a renewed focus there, especially in our industry. So, you know, 10 years ago, I mean, I never sold a cyber policy, um, and now we're talking about it all the time. I mean, every client we talk about cyber, if they don't have one, we're talking about why they might want one. Um, and for current ones, we're making sure that they have the right coverage because cyber cyber impacts companies, you know, globally, right? Target, you know, is a big one that probably people know about who got hacked and millions of records taken and Um, you know, and then, but locally we've had companies impacted where they have had a cyber attack. Um, they've been ransomed, maybe all their data has been taken or locked up and they can't operate their business. And so similar to if you have a fire at your factory and you can't operate and your, your, your property's been destroyed. Same thing now with, um, cyber where people, you know, we, we're living in such a digital age and we run our businesses on, our systems, um, if those are damaged or taken, that can have a huge impact. And so that's that's cyber in um, cyber insurance and what we're working on with with our clients.
1: So what does that look like, insuring against something like that? Yeah.
2: So there's like three components to cyber insurance. There's um, The first one is the liability aspect, right? If I have your records, like take Weber and Grinnell, right? We have tons of records of our clients right it's their driver's license information it's their maybe their social security numbers we have employee benefits right so we enroll people we have all this data it's your data it's not my data and i'm my my responsibility is to protect that data and if i don't and we're hacked and that data is taken and your identity is compromised and you have a loss because of it yourself you're probably going to sue us Maybe. I mean, hopefully not, Monty. I mean, I'm, look, kinda, I'm looking at Monty.
0: Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not you're very sh- litigious. I mean, you're in Sherpa, so <laughs> let's be
2: cool here. But, um, you know, so that, so that's that's the liability component, right? I have your stuff. I have a responsibility to take care of it. And if I don't, and you sue me, I need to have coverage for that. So that's one part. Um, the crime aspect, right? So social engineering, you know, theft of funds, fraud, all those types of crime um, components that happen in the digital world, so that you can buy insurance for that. You know, so maybe it's funds transfer fraud. Somebody sends your employee an email that looks like you know Bill Gran. I actually had this happen. Rich Weber emailed me from I forget where he was, but it wasn't him. But he re- emailed me from Aruba. He had lost his his wallet. It was stolen, and he needed me to wire him money. Now Rich has been retired for a while. Love you, Rich. <laughs> Rich doesn't work with us anymore. That's, so that, he's in Aruba. Of but course. He's in Aruba yeah. and I need to wire him money. And when I wire him the money and it's not Rich, that could be a problem for me as a business. I'm out that money. Um, or again, social engineering, those kinds of you know, fraudulent emails. So that's that that crime component. Um, of course, you know, ransom's a big one on that. You know, people, you know, will ransom companies for their data. So they get in, they lock your data up, and they say, Give me three bitcoins. And I'll give you your data back. So
0: that we can but be sure for that. But then does Weber and Gr- Grinnell pay them the three Bitcoins through the insurance company, or how does it work from a ransom? So so yeah. So yes. I wow. mean the answer is yes. Um I have just found a new business model for myself here. <laughs> now again,
2: Weber and Grinnell doesn't pay them anything because we're the broker, not the insurance company. Yes, but right. but we would reimburse in terms of the insurance company would reimburse the client for those bitcoins. And and I've been through a claim like this. They hire these forensic uh, lawyers. They hire all these folks to help the client get through this. Where they actually pay the money, you know, they get the data back. They test the data to make sure it's still good. I mean, it's 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 wild. Um, but you can, yeah, you can insure for that. And then, and um, still
1: they're not caught. I mean, yeah. Like I feel like, how do these people, with all of that transacting it's a and conversation... Know, we should find out, Tara Booster. <laughs> You're like...
2: <laughs> Monty, <laughs> the
0: wheels are spinning. Uh, um,
2: and then there's the third component, which is the damage to the business, right? Like, maybe you lock up my system so badly, and I'm a manufacturer, I can't produce product. So I have a loss of income because of that. So you can insure for that as well. Or you've destroyed my systems. Now i got to buy all new equipment because you destroyed my systems. And so you can insure for that, too. Wow. Crazy, right? Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's wild. And it happens, I mean, way more regularly than you think to very local companies, small companies, big companies, it doesn't matter.
0: It happens. And it's... You should find an insurer to insure you for mm-hmm. digital, maybe, like Matt oh, maybe even like Mac Geffen at a <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm literally changing my business card to Insurpa.
1: <laughs> if if you do that, then I'll have some leverage for I'm my community pollinator. Pollinator. Oh so we can do this for we each need other to team up. right you down to, the road at Paradise John, Copies. John, even if we have like special ones, right? Yeah. We can just have like a small batch of yeah. like fifty, just a few. Just, you just keep people on their toes. Right. You know. I'll talk to John. All right. Thanks so much. You call Bill. I will. All right. Right after this. Okay. Okay. Anyway, is that it? We did it. That's it. Oh my God. We're at the end. Happened so fast. Yeah. Um, I need to thank uh, our sponsors of the show, my sponsors of the show um, Business West, George O'Brien mm-hmm. and his team. You know George so Love well. Them. Love George. Kate. One of a kind. Kate Campiti, amazing. Awesome. Just giving us so much good information it's about so good each other because we all can't be pollinators. We need him, them yeah. to help us find out more. And then Greenfield Savings Bank. I know. Love G S B ten branches throughout the Two counties, Franklin and Hampshire, started in 1869, so we are 153 oh. years old and um, growing proudly. Thank you so much for your support of the show. I'm Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show, and Matt Geffen has been on as my buddy and as my in Sherpa, our in Sorry, our Sherpa, Our Sherpa. Our insherpa broker. Thank you so much for coming on, Matt. I really appreciate you. It's nice to catch up. And thanks for listening.
0: Mass Business Show with Tara Booster, WHMB. Don't talk, just hold me closer. Let me sit on top of your knee.